Welcome back, everybody, to the Armor of 613 podcast, where we are equipping men for the spiritual battleground. Because remember, it's a battleground and not a playground. My name is Mark Rice, and I am joined by my co-host, Aaron Wojcik. What's up? And Mr. Jonathan Denton. Hello, fellas. Yes, yes, yes. So, hey, guys, uh, thank you for tuning in once again here on the Armor Up 613 podcast. And just want to throw a little plug out there for yous. And uh, if you have not already, check out our Facebook page, our Instagram page, and our Twitter page. And you can find that at the Armor Up 613. That'll be there in the show description. And please, hey, check out our fancy, dandy, handy, free website. ArmorUp613.com, where you can sign up for a free account. Free. Free. I I love free. Free. How do we do it so cheap? You get what you pay for. That's right. (laughs) You are are 100% correct. Thank you, Aaron, for bringing that to my attention. But you can sign up for a free account there at ArmorUp613 and keep up with the latest, greatest, uh, well, nothing really greatest, but, you know, hey, we have a little community over there. Join the community, and we're we're adding some teachings and some uh, some good stuff over there to help you guys every day fight the spiritual fight. So what's going on, guys? Everybody doing good? Doing great, man. Doing I, great? I am ready for spring. Me too. This weather's ridiculous. It's cold. Man, it's either raining or it's cold or it's both, you know? What do you think, Aaron? Um... Yes. Yes. I've been sick for like a month, which uh, just to go ahead and get it out there, I will be coughing and clearing my throat. And also Pack a big old loogie, man, right in the middle of a good point. Probably <laughs> chewing some sweet tarts well, just because you know. I'm eating candy. <laughs> Smoker's cough. Yeah. Oh, man. And, I, and I'm kind of eating candy over here, too. So There's no kind. Of, he has a whole bag of <coughs> sweet tart jelly beans. And a Reese's cup. Wow. it's a lot of sugar. Mm. Bringing it. Bringing it tonight. We're bringing the heat tonight. We are Bringing ready. on that diabetes. Working on that diabetes. Diabetes. I always like that commercial with Wilford Brimley. Was that his name? Yeah. You've got diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Didn't he do the Quaker Oats commercial, too? He did. Yeah. He was on the Quaker Oats commercial, and he was also on a... Uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. Was he really? There was another show that he was on, like a real family yeah. show. Oh, hey, show. guys. Hey, yeah. So, I feel like this is the part where we'd go off the rails before we even yeah. start. <laughs> no. Guys, don't leave us. Don't tune out just yet. It's about to get good. Take so, it away, Jonathan. So we, have, uh, so, <laughs> so we have a kids thing uh, at, at the kids' school every year. It's like a big carnival. So we're sitting down, and me and my wife were talking to one of the, the parents there, and I asked her, I was like, uh, for some reason, it got on what we do for a living. She said, well, I used to be a publicist. And I said, really? I said, who was your publicist for? She says, uh, Chuck Norris. And she <laughs> says, I flew around with him, went to all of his book signings. She said, I went everywhere with him. She said, he wears a toupee. And uh, he's got, what was it? He's got some other stuff, like teeth he puts in. And like, uh, it's just, he's not the man. He's short. He's yeah. just not the man that you would think you see on television. Is it? And I'm like, that's Chuck Norris. And she said, oh, yeah. She said, he is so short. She said, but he's so funny. And she said, he's got a toupee that he wears. I'm like, I did not know Chuck Norris wore a toupee. I would want to know if he's really 
so fast he could run around the world and punch himself in the back of the head. <laughs> you know, I asked her about all those crazy jokes, and she just say says, something about his t- toupee, and you'll you'll probably get a <laughs> oh, display of what a he swift can do. roundhouse kick <laughs> to the noggin. <laughs> she was telling me all the all the ins and outs with Chuck Norris, and I'm like, that is awesome. How did, how did I know that? How Lies. did Chuck Norris get to have his own line of jokes? I mean, I don't know. She told me how. She she told me the person that kind of made it. No, I know who it was. It was Conan O'Brien. Oh, okay. She said Conan O'Brien one night on, uh, I guess, his Tonight Show that he was doing, he started making a joke, and then from there, it just kind of ran with it. So, Chuck- And now we uh, end our Chuck Norris portion of the show. And- <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chuck Norris's Nobody tears- knew that. You know what I'm saying? Chuck Norris's tears cure cancer. Too bad he never cried. <laughs> I love him, man. I think they're great. Jeez, I always love how on uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, he performed his own theme song. Yeah. And at the end, it says something about, like, performed by Chuck Morris. I'm like, how how bad are you when you walk in and be like, this is my show, and oh, by the way, I will be performing the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> and he's terrible, and everybody's like, uh, yeah, whatever you say, Mr. Norris. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mr. Walker. Go Mr. Brownhouse. Mr. Texas Ranger. <laughs> Well, well, that was fun. Okay. That was good. You know, is, that, you is that it? Is that all we need to do? Yeah. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for joining us. Well, so um, if you've been following us, following along um, the last episodes, we've been talking about yep. purpose, finding purpose, and all that good stuff because purpose is important so you can have fulfillment in your life. And, uh, you know, we, we wanted to break out with this episode. So after you found your purpose... Um, how are you going to get there? How are you going to accomplish your goal? How are you going to accomplish your dream? How are you going to accomplish the, the purpose that you feel like God has given you? So that's what we're going to be talking about on on this episode here. So kind of talking about like spiritual disciplines, talk about, you know, you know, planning, right? Right. You know, all that good stuff, how to, how to be successful in your purpose. So, yeah. I thought that the, uh, I thought those last two episodes was really great, man. I thought it was awesome how it brought out, uh, we wasn't intending to go there uh, because a lot of times, you know, when you talk about disciplines, you know, the question came up last time on on what are we disciplined for? Like, what's our purpose? And yeah. a lot of men, they don't know their purpose and, and what they're going after. So if you miss those two episodes, you need to go back and listen to that before you listen to this one because it's a great preparation. Uh, you know, being disciplined is like a cuss word to us men. You don't know what I'm saying? Like Watch your mouth. I know, right? Yeah, uh, it's it's the D word, fellas, the discipline, um, and it's it's super tough. So I didn't realize this until I heard a conversation about this one time. Uh, oh, it was a missionary. Uh, Philip Tolman was talking about this because his daughter got diagnosed with cirrhosis of the liver. No, not cirrhosis. Uh, uh, it was an autoimmune disorder. His wife had cirrhosis of the liver. But his daughter got diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, and uh, the only diet that they could really eat was the Daniel diet, to where it's no meat, all vegetables, all fruits, mm. nothing processed. And he has been on that for two years, and he has not come off of it because he said, I'm going to do this and support my daughter. And I was like, and, and I think another minister kind of made a joke about that. It's like, you know, I'm nowhere near as disciplined as you are. And he said, you know, uh, disciple is the root word of disciplined. And I was like, I've never thought of it like that. So when you talk about being a disciple of Christ, there's got to be some type of discipline there that you have to have. So, 
Absolutely. I guess I guess my question then to a lot of men that's listening today is how disciplined do you think you are? Like <laughs> not very. I just I just ate a whole sleeve of Oreos in a Snickers bar. I'm not I'm not, not doing well today, buddy. The way that you calculate that number is subtract your actual weight, your ideal weight from your actual weight. Yeah, it's also uh, multiply it times how many miles you can run. <laughs> or, or just find what your BMI is. Yeah. <laughs> your body mass index. <laughs> but spiritual discipline is huge, right? Yeah. I mean, because you think about if you're not disciplined spiritually, it's going to play out into, it's going to play out into your, until, see, when you call it like the real world, call it, it'll, it, you know, to how right. you live and to how you walk, how you talk and how you, and how you act. Do you think the reason why most men aren't truly as disciplined as what they are, what they should be, is simply because we don't have that dream and vision? Like, think about it. If you are passionate about something, it's not going to be as difficult for you to be disciplined. Does that even make sense? Yeah. Like, if if you're passionate about something, like if your heart is there and your heart is in it, then... Well, it goes back to, like... You know, you, you hear this um, a lot. You got to find out your why. Yeah. Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to achieve that? Why do you want to lose? What, what, what is the true meaning behind whatever that purpose or whatever that goal is? Because mm-hmm. if it's not strong enough, then you won't you won't follow through. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. One of the things that I'm that I'm seeing a lot of and just in men in general is such a lack of passion. Yeah. It's a lack of fire within them. And, and Hey, I'm talking about myself too, because there's areas where I walk into to where I'm not as passionate as what I need to be. And fire is what I, you know, is what I need to be. And that fire is lacking in a lot of men, that passion to succeed, that passion, uh, to do what is right. That passion to see just a, a crazy spiritual revival within their personal lives. And when that passion isn't there, then you wake up every day going, oh, gosh, do I have to do this again? You know, do I have to, you know, and I think take that, these steps? That comes, <clears throat> see, there we go. Uh, that comes full circle, though, to to understanding your purpose. And, and again, a lot of, for a lot, of, a lot of people and a lot of men, that means cutting away all the excess things that have divided your attention and your energy. To, to the point where once you really know what it is that you're supposed to do, once you lock in on that, that that's when the passion comes. I, I, I prayed with somebody yesterday at church who's guy who's crying, snotting all over the place, and, and so I asked him what I could pray with him about, and he said, I just don't know who I am. You know, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I think that's a common, that's a common problem. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe we – deal with that in different ways some of us just fall down and say I don't know what I'm supposed to do and others try to do everything you know and and so they're they don't have passion because they don't have any energy left like they've they've been spent in too many different directions to where you know they don't have a passion because you know they're burnt out yeah and then you know you have your others who <clears throat> I think especially with the younger generation of men that they don't have passion because they don't have direction and they don't have direction just you know because they're they haven't gotten to the place where they're ready to search and trust God and and I honestly I don't, I don't think you you 
all the time have a clear picture of what your purpose and passion is going to be until you're willing to say, God, whatever it is, I'm going to put one foot in front of the next and, and start walking out here to, you know, into, into the abyss or whatever. And, and I'm just going to trust that I'm going to walk into something that you, you want, for, want me to do. I think a lot of times having that attitude of faith and, and, and the willingness to be vulnerable and, and open is where a lot of people will find what it is that God wants them to do. And, and again, I don't think it's, oh, what do you want me to do for the next five years? Sometimes we just need to worry about what he wants us to do in the next five minutes. Yeah. Because, you know, we, in in interviews that I've been in and, and this and that, you hear people talk about, what's your five-year plan? What's your five-year plan? I'm like, I don't even know what my five-week plan is sometimes, right? Yeah. Like, well, in your you interview, s- you, you got to have something, though. Yeah, I you know. know. I just let the Lord lead me. I don't know what I'm doing in the next five minutes. Well, I just I just lick my <laughs> fingers, stick it up, see where the wind blows. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. but like, it's hard to know. Okay, well, five years. Well, I may have a vision of what five years looks like, but God's like, yeah, nice. It's pretty clever. I got something totally different. Uh, but because I'm kind of like that too. I, I don't I don't know. Like I, I'm I'm about to turn forty years old, and there's still times like I was asking. I was talking to my wife. I was like, I wonder what God really wants from me. What what what's God's true intention with me? Me personally, right? God has a purpose and a plan for my life, but I'm like, what does that look like? Besides the norm of, you know, serve him, this, that, and the other, you know, I mean just the basic stuff. But I'm like, God, have you have you chosen me to do something else? And what does that look like? So I don't know. That's some, something I struggle with even at 39. Yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. I identify with that as well. I think there's two things we need to look at. One is a spiritual vision, and number two is physical. Because I think those those two are obviously separate, okay? And I think a lot of times most men, the Bible says this, without a vision we perish. And think about the men that are walking around in this world in our churches that we come in contact with, and they have absolutely no vision at all. Like, when's the last time that you've that you've looked at somebody and they said, you know what, this is my goal in the next 10 to 15 years. Uh, I'm going to be set this way financially. Uh, I'm going to have the house paid for. I'm going to have a, a vehicle paid for. I'm going to have whatever completely done. And so they have these goals that are set out. And then you have that physical part of it the vision that they have. And then they also have a spiritual vision that says, this is where I want to see my family. This is where I want to be in my ministry with who I am and what I'm doing. And I think that it's good for every man that's listening to this podcast right now to think of two things, a spiritual vision and a physical vision. And Aaron, you said something a while ago, you said two words that just popped out at me. It just hit me in the face And that's the two words called burnout because there's a lot of men listening to this that you knew what your vision was, but you've gotten burned out. And when you get burned out, when you're tired, you don't feel like being disciplined. And I feel like that, you know, one of the reasons why men are not disciplined, number one is they don't know their vision or number two, it's like what you just said a while ago is they're burned out. They're tired. And I guess, I don't know just off the cuff question here is how do we prevent burnout? Well, and I think we talked about that last time is 
and I talked to somebody about this yesterday, actually, in church. I really felt God give me a word to, to give to somebody about what we talked about last episode, <clears throat> the last two episodes where we talked about writing what it is that's the most valuable to you, what you feel God has called you more than anything to do, and then write what you're spending your time on. And I And I think that most of us who have ever experienced burnout was because we were either we were overextended, we were stretched, or we were putting time and energy into things that that wasn't really what God wanted us to be doing uh, for a variety of reasons. You could, there's a lot of reasons that we end up into that in that place, some some internal, some external. <clears throat> but you know, to me, I I've felt burnout before in my life. In fact, recently, I feel like God has had me on a little bit of a uh, you know a a journey. A journey. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of been it's it's enabled me to really talk about this because I am living it. But it it all started for us when me and my wife just felt discontented with what all we were doing. We just felt yeah. like God had more for us, and so we prayed and said, God, you know, whatever it is that you want us to do, you know, we're gonna do it. And and it's just like once we had that attitude. We were we felt God lead us in certain areas to do different things, and and it's really just it hasn't taken a lot of effort on our part, honestly. God has really just made it plain to us what areas of our life we needed to prune back, and and what areas we needed to step out and do more. And through that, you know, we've developed more of a passion for what it is that we do, you know, and it and it hasn't been that we had to uh, go through this big long search it it really like I said it started with something as simple as us you know in our hearts really being serious when we pray that God whatever it is that you want us to do we're we're gonna do that and and we were agreed on that together as you know husband and wife and and it's really just taken off did you find yourself in the middle of that burnout did you find yourself having a hard time being disciplined yeah and, and honestly even the things that that I was doing, I was frustrated about. I was getting upset about stuff that I knew in my heart that it, if I was in the place where I needed to be, it, these things wouldn't be frustrating to me. But, you know, talking about now where I'm at, <clears throat> the, the the especially spiritual disciplines, you, you know, when you're, when you're passionate about what God's doing in your life, it's like I want to do my part to be ready and to be equipped and to be strong enough to do the things that he wants me to do. And so spiritual disciplines <clears throat> are no longer ritualistic or trying to, you know, earn favor with God. They're they're really what I believe they're meant for us to do is to equip us and, and to equip us spiritually from the inside out instead of me trying to control everything on my insides from externally through rituals or religion. Like God is is quickening my spirit to where He's 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 giving me the desires inside of me in my heart to where I'm able to do you know these things that I need to do on the on the external. Yeah, there will come a time when we know our vision. There will come a time when we know our goal and our purpose, and we're on the right track. We're on the right track. But we get burned out, and discipline still requires 
a gut that where a man just says, I'm, I'm going to dig down and I'm going to work my way through it. And I think a lot of men nowadays, if you're in burnout right now, it goes back to exactly what Aaron was saying. I feel like it does about knowing your heart, your purpose, what it is. But there's some men that's on the right path. You're on the, you're taking the right steps, but you're just burned out and it's going to require a strong discipline within yourself that even when you don't feel like doing it, you do it anyhow. I want to read this scripture. First Corinthians nine twenty six. Paul said, I therefore so run not as uncertainty. So fight I not as one that beateth the air. What did he mean by that? He meant this. He says, I know I've got a purpose. I'm not just fighting to fight. I know what I'm fighting for, but watch this. He says, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. There's going to come a time to where even when, even when you don't feel like it, you've got to dig down and you've got to be disciplined. And, and, you know, even when you don't feel like it, even when you're burned out. Yeah. And we got to, we got to remember too, just because you're burned out, doesn't, that's not a pass to, uh, to, um, it's not a pass to be lax in your convictions either. Yeah. A lot of times people use that excuse, well, I'm just burned out. So you just, you end up going the other way. Okay. Let's stop right there. Men are burned out at what? They're burned out on the marriage. Be burned out their job. Burned out at the job. Burned out with church. Mm-hmm. Burned out with um, relationships. Burned out with life. They're burned out in so many areas. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, you know, spiritually praying or spiritually fasting, although all those apply. I think every man needs to look at and, and take a deep, hard look at themselves tonight and say, what areas am I burned out on? And what areas do I need to get back into focus? Yeah, I mean, it could be easy to um, it could be easy to get burned out um you know, I'll just just say on on your job because there's the stresses that people face, the responsibilities, the weight that that they have to carry on their shoulders, day in and day out. The, maybe the people that they're responsible for, if they're in management, or the results that they're responsible uh, for, if they're in sales or in development, like you are, Aaron. Um, men face so much just just on their job alone. And it could be easy to get to that point of burnout where you start looking for a way of escape. And God is saying, I'm, I don't need you to escape. I need you to endure. I don't need you to try to jump ship. I need you to stay on the ship because I have you there for a purpose and a reason. You may not be able to see that right now, but, um, entrust that God will get you through that, that, that time and that season. And I've been there. I almost missed, um, you know, before I got a promotion last year, like I was almost at the point of quitting, you know, and, and to think if I would have let burnout, um, if I would have let burnout, you know, put me in a place where, Hey, I'm just going to go do something else. You know, I would have, I would have missed out on, on what God was preparing for me that I could not see. I feel like a lot of people are going through things and, they're questioning like why is it happening you know and and so that can lead to some frustration too like i'm doing all the right things i'm praying i'm 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 living right and and so i think <clears throat> there's sometimes you have to learn the difference between 
what what you would call hardship or a bad spot in your life being related to a problem like self-inflicted or it's something that God is is allowing you to go through I've counseled some people recently who were struggling and their their main question is why why it is you know why is this not changing you know why is God not doing what I'm asking him to do mm-hmm. and it's more of not and I'm trying to say well do you trust God do you have do you have the faith to believe that God may even put you through a trial yeah or something that's difficult sometimes God allows you to go through a trial because otherwise you wouldn't know how to relate to somebody he wants you to 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 touch and disciple right and and sometimes we we sit around and and worry and complain to God why is why am I having to go through this but I think if we can change our focus and look at look at our life we know whether we're living right or whether we're not we know whether the things that are we're struggling with in life are self-inflicted or not we may not be ready to admit it we may we may try to blame it on other people or other things but we know if there's things in our life that need to be changed or we need to change and if we change those things and then we we still don't see you know things don't get better I think instead of at that point questioning God or losing faith, if we then focus our prayer on God, what do you want me to learn from this? How can I use this? Send me the person that you're wanting to use this experience uh, that I'm going through to touch their life. I think one of the things that we're talking about here, and it is a key problem when we talk about discipline, when we talk about self-control, when we talk about uh, maintaining just control over ourselves and man, you're hitting all around it, and yeah. it's called patience. That's right. We do not have patience, nope. and that is one of the key areas that we lack with discipline. Because think about it: say you're being disciplined enough to be able. Okay, you have this ten-year goal that you want to meet financially. You want to have your house paid for in ten years, or you want to do this in a certain amount of time. And then you're disciplined. Yeah. And because we don't see immediate results, mm. and we're not patient then all of a sudden we abort, we eject, we get out of the, the, the deal and say, all right. And, and one of the things that we have to realize, two points here, is number one is it's a marathon and not a sprint. Yeah. So whatever your purpose is, whatever your goal is, whatever your dream is, sometimes it may take longer than what we're willing, what we're willing to admit. Because why? You said it. We want immediate results. Yeah, it's that immediate gratification. Yes. And, uh, you know, sometimes it takes a while for God to produce what he's wanting inside of us. Not everything comes overnight. And um, I was talking uh, to somebody. Um, it's Actually, he's a pastor down in Louisiana, and uh, he's famous for uh, smoking meat, smoking pork and stuff. And uh, the best of meats take the slowest time to cook yeah the slower you cook it the better it is the better it is and i think a lot of times we and i know you've heard this before but we live in a microwave generation where man if it's not happening quick then hey we don't want to be a part of it but man we've got to be patient fellas but you know when you talk about you know if we don't get the immediate results if we don't start to see things happening as fast as we want we start justifying our reason to start looking for something else well, maybe God doesn't want me here. Maybe this isn't the will of God. Maybe. Blah, blah. Or we take, like, Abraham was promised a, a child. Yeah. You know, and he started to look around and, and, and measure the situation. And, and so then he said, I don't, there's no way I could have a child with, with this 
my wife. She's too old, so I've got to go find somebody else. Yeah. And that's where a lot of times, you know, we can try to push the process and, and get outside of, of God's planning and his his timing for for us because i mean i've tried to i've tried to apply this to my own life and and to definitely the people that i I talk to is is we've got to understand that god has a time and a season for everything and there's a season and a time of preparation that's just as important as the ministry that he has for us you know the disciples they were with jesus for three and a half years walking with him and, and listening to him and 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 they that time was a time that was designated by God to prepare them for what he had for them to do yeah and you know we we you can read there was some some probably some impatience on their parts because you know after Jesus sent them out and they came back that's after that's when they started having arguments about who was going to be the greatest right you know and they were you could you could tell that they were they were you know ready to go out. But then, you know, when the first first trial came of Jesus, you know, being crucified, they all, you know, they all they all hid. And so, you know, they weren't ready yet. Right. You know, they had they needed some more. They need God's spirit, you know, to 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 infill them before they were ready to be you know, used. There, I've seen a, um, a quote and it makes perfect sense and it fits right here. Everybody wants the glory, but they don't want the grind. Right. Everybody wants yeah. the glory, but they don't want the grind. And uh, just just case in point, I'll I'll use uh you know like a, a fighter, an MMA fighter. Let's take let's take our boy Crazy Kyle Lee. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It goes to our church here. This dude is passionate about fighting, right. about mixed martial arts, whatever. What is it? Whether it's boxing, kickboxing, uh, Brazilian jiu jitsu, all yeah. of the different modalities that make him a great fighter. Nobody sees him at five in the morning up putting in the grind. They don't see, you know, at eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock at night, going to these classes and learning and honing his craft. Yeah. Right. What they see is that fight, you know, where he wins the championship, you know, that, that 15 minutes that he's in the ring. But, you know, we forget about the hours and the hours of preparation and the grinding and the hurt and the, the injuries and things like that. But, we, we keep forgetting that if you whatever level of, of success that we have in our life, it's going to take a whole lot of yep. struggle, pain, absolutely disappointment, hurt, frustration yep. to get us to that monumental point in our life. What we do in private determines our victory in the public. And that's where a lot of us men we have to get to is determining what we do when nobody's watching, when nobody's around. Are we being disciplined? Are we are we men of character? Yeah. Are we men of honor? Or are we just indulging into what our flesh wants to do? Are we being disciplined? Are we practicing self-control? And one of the things that we've talked about was having patience. Another thing that we have to talk about is distractions. Oh, man. Because we can get so easily distracted that, you know, we're doing good and we get burned out. Why do we get burned out? We may be getting burned out because we're so distracted with other things. Yeah. Man, it's like if there's a generation of men that struggle with ADD, it's today, man. 
we get so <laughs> attention so that you know what I'm saying? No, like, no, I'm with it's you, like, man. oh man, like we're passionate about something this week. Next because, week is something else. Yeah, well, it's because yeah. we're not patient, and then or we get distracted. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I got to do this, got to do that, and pretty soon the passion that we once had is no longer there. Yeah, I've I've had to, uh, man, I, I really this, one of my prayers is God put blinders on my eyes. You know, I think about, you know, the, the, the horses that are in uh, Central Park that, you know, are, are, are with the carriage behind them. They put the blinders on them because they don't want that horse to get distracted. That's right. You know, get distracted by everything. You just want to keep give them tunnel vision and keep going this way. And I've really, I've God put blinders on my eyes so I do not get off track with you. Right. Because it's easy for me to be in that position. It's easy for me to be super pumped and super excited about one thing for a couple of weeks. And then I don't really see the immediate results. So I'll be like, well, let me try this or let me try that. And instead, God just like, man, just keep plugging along. Yeah. That's keep, it. keep plugging along with what you're doing. You will see, you will start to start to bear fruit, but it's going to take time. A farmer just doesn't throw a seed in the ground and overnight he has a, he has a crop to go harvest. Right. He's got to till the ground. He's got to fertilize the ground. He's got to, he's got to keep it, uh, keep it watered. And then yep. it takes time for it to grow. And that's the same thing with whatever it is that we're looking for in our life as well. Think about it. You may have the right purpose. You may have the right goal. You may be where God wants you to be, but you just may be getting distracted a little too much. And those those distractions are pulling you away. And you need to think about that, man. What's distracting you right now? What's pulling you away from your purpose? Because if it's pulling you away from your purpose, you're giving it power. And so you've got to stop giving power to those things that are pulling you away. All right, guys, we're going to take a time out here. Thank you for joining us for part one of Daily Disciplines. Stay tuned next week for part two. If you like what you hear, go on and subscribe. It was all right.